Hey, everybody, this is Ben Bowman. Welcome back to another episode of The Oregon Bridge. PC has always recognized that achieving our clients' goals sometimes requires a change in the law. And in other situations, clients need help stopping or changing proposed amendments to the law that put their interests at risk. For decades, we have played a role in shaping Oregon law on many subjects, from narrow regulations to major policy changes implicating billions of dollars. Our lawyers work with clients to draft legislation, prepare legal opinions and testimony to share with legislators, coordinate with professional lobbyists, and work directly with policymakers. To learn more about Harang Long's policy and politics practice, go to harang.com. That's H-A-R-R-A-N-G.com. All right, folks, this week we are here to celebrate a special milestone in the podcast. This is our 100th episode. Pretty hard to believe. We've done 99 episodes before this, and for this week to celebrate our 100th, we actually wanted to review some of our milestones, some of the data underneath our podcast. I'll share a couple of my favorite moments, and we'll talk about what's to come for the podcast, what you can expect And we'll say thank you to you and to our sponsors and to our guests and all the folks who have made it possible for us to do this for 100 episodes. So first, I wanted to start by acknowledging a shift in the podcast. If you have been with us since the beginning or if you went back and looked at some of our earlier episodes, the original thesis of the podcast was a little bit more focused than I think the way that we operate the podcast now. This is what we wrote at the beginning. The podcast explores how the nationalization of politics is reshaping Oregon's political landscape and providing a platform for Oregon issues to garner national attention. Our thesis is that we must understand the opportunities and limitations of a political environment increasingly driven by people and events at the national level if we want to create a more unified and productive political culture in Oregon. That was the original thesis. Now, I think that we mostly just think of ourselves as like an Oregon politics podcast with some focus on media, a little bit of business and culture stuff as well. I still believe in that thesis. I still think it's true. But I think the niche that the podcast serves is a little bit bigger in part because there's not a lot of options for folks doing what we do. So we tried to keep it broad so we could you know, cover more ground, cover more areas. So the numbers, we wanted to share some of the numbers. This gets me really excited because these are more than I ever thought we would hit. We have exceeded 60,000 downloads and views across all the platforms that we are able to track. Most of our listens are coming from Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but YouTube continues to be a growing market segment for us, despite the fact that Reagan does not want to record on YouTube anymore, or at least does not want to record video. The numbers are a surprise. I guess in part, when we started this, we were very informal, like we had bad equipment and we weren't recording on a regular cadence. And it's like kind of for fun. We were kind of figuring it out. And then, you know, now we are recording weekly. We have people reaching out to us almost as much as we're reaching out to people to come and interview. We have an official sponsor. Huge shout out to Harang Long. Hopefully you were able to listen to the pod last week where we interviewed Bill Gary and Bob Sterringer, not just about Harang Long, but Dave Fronmeyer, the Rajneeshis, 
a lot of other fun stuff. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Whether you listen on YouTube or you download the podcast weekly, if you've shared the podcast, that's the best way that we know of to get it in front of either new eyeballs or new ears to hear what we're up to. 60,000 is a lot of listening from you. So thank you. And then uh, we've had some people ask about this. So we wanted to share like what our top performing episodes are on YouTube. Here are the top five in order. Number one, Carrick Flynn. Number two, Jimmy Crumpacker. Number three, Sherry Helt. Number four, Andrea Salinas. And number five, Tobias Reed. I believe this was episode number two or three from Tobias Reed. It was after the governor's race. But the previous four were all election related. They were all candidates that we interviewed. On our podcast platforms, the audio exclusive platforms, actually a little bit different. Number one was Jimmy Crumpacker. Number two was Built for Zero, which was the episode on homelessness in Portland and the by name list strategy that they're employing. Number three, Carrie McQuiston. Number four, Carrick Flynn. And then number five, Andrea Salinas. And the main reason for the variance across platforms is the episodes that get the most downloads or views or listens are the ones where the person or the organization being interviewed promotes it themselves. So like Jimmy Crumpacker put the podcast on his congressional website. Carrick Flynn, his podcast was linked to in several national media outlets when they reported on some things that came up. You might remember that was a, a newsmaking episode because of his comments about the spotted owl. Very funny to look back on. That was a, a very long time ago. And then the rest kind of you know, they gain traction in their own ways. We obviously promote through our channels, but the ones that get the most hits are from external sources. The other thing you'll notice about that list, most of those people are either candidates or elected officials. And that is another shift I think you've seen since the podcast started is like we previously were interviewing a lot more candidates and elected officials. And I think we probably will definitely as we get closer to election season, you know, also probably post legislative session, we've tried not to interview very many, especially legislators during the legislative session. And here's the reason for this, just full disclosure. And I say this as someone who is a politician slash elected official slash was a candidate. They tend to make less interesting podcast guests. My, so our friend, friend of the pod, Marshall Kozlov, he is the host of a national podcast called The Realignment. Very successful, gets a lot of downloads, a lot of views. And he interviewed, I can't even remember the guy's name. He's this new Republican candidate for president, business guy, conservative, kind of MAGA sort of figure. And he got a lot of criticisms from his audience for interviewing a politician. Basically, the criticism is basically like, we already know what they're going to say. They don't say interesting things. They tend to be more scripted, more robotic. I think that's less true at the state level than it is at the national level. I think once folks get to the national level, I guess the stakes are high or you know, whatever. There's not interesting guests. And so partially because of that, and during the legislative session, I think the incentives are to be even more scripted rather than more honest or authentic. That is obviously not true for every politician. I think it's easier for me as a host of the podcast to like, I'm just asking questions mostly and, and being curious. It's a very different role than the role of a politician, but it also matters who you're interviewing and whether you have a relationship with them, what they're trying to accomplish in that moment. Are they currently running for office? Some of my favorites have actually been former elected officials or former candidates who I think have a freedom to be a lot more honest. So wanted to share. So like my here are like five of my favorite episodes. Number one, I think Brent Wolf. Fired Eden's Gate is like my favorite book. 
I'd never met Brent before. He was my former boss. My former boss, I used to work for Margaret Doherty, state representative from Tigard. Margaret was a high school teacher of Brent Wolf and jokingly takes credit for his writing success. So it was very cool for me to get to meet Brent. I had genuine questions about Tom McCall and about writing that book. And not only was he incredibly generous with his time on the podcast, but he continued to chat with me after the podcast, which was a very cool experience. Nigel, Nigel Jaquist, incredibly shocking and amazing podcast episode. The Neil Goldschmidt story is somewhat well-known by experienced folks in Oregon politics, but not super well-known by the younger generation. So that podcast, like Reagan and I, you can see our faces in it. We were kind of just shocked the whole time because of how truly unbelievable that story is. Michelle Wilde Anderson, professor from Stanford Law School, we interviewed her about her book and particularly about what she wrote about, about Josephine County. That was a super fun episode, and that episode actually triggered some additional involvement for Professor Anderson in Oregon, which was very cool to see, but really like that one. Those three, none of them politicians or elected officials. Journalists obviously tend to be interesting guests. They're neutral. Sometimes they don't like to share their opinions, but if you're asking about specific topics, like Brent Walth is an expert on Tom McCall. Nigel is like the expert on the Goldschmidt era and story. Obviously, Professor Anderson is an expert in her field. But two other favorites that I wanted to share that I think meant something, in part because of the stature of the guests, but also because I thought the content was incredibly interesting. Greg Walden, former congressman, we got a lot of positive feedback on that episode, particularly from like old school Oregon figures, you know, former campaign people, friends of the congressman, lobbyists, etc. people who've been around. I think getting the congressman, former congressman to come on the podcast was was big for us. And then Nick Kristoff, that was when we got Nick to come on the podcast. That's where I felt like, wow, we're getting some big names, some real influential and important people to chat with us. That was an episode about Ukraine, which I think is a lot of that is still actually topical, given what we chatted about. But again, none of the I guess Greg Walden, former elected official, no longer running. Nick Kristoff had recently been eliminated, precluded from running for governor. So they were very interesting guests. We've had several other media slash journalist figures that were really good. We've had some sort of like business community culture figures, which I think Alex is interested in us expanding that topic area and those kinds of guests. So we'll see if in the next 100 episodes, we can get into some different topic areas like that. We're still trying to stay focused on our Oregon politics niche. So finally, before I break for the day, wanted to chat with you a little bit about what the future is going to look like and how you might be able to engage with the podcast, with the company, et cetera. We're really excited. We just within the last few months have actually, we're generating enough revenue from mostly from subscribers, also from our sponsor, Harang Long. Thank you again, Harang Long. We have enough revenue where we are hoping to hire a full-time person. And if you have any ideas, by the way, if you know someone who's really good, or if you yourself are interested in doing something like this, please reach out to us. We're trying to figure out what the role might look like. It is definitely not the role of a traditional journalist. It's also not the role of a traditional sort of political person. We're kind of looking for a hybrid type of person who is a good writer and can you know help with the newsletter, solicit people to write opinion pieces but also kind of definitely someone who's got political savvy and understands Oregon politics and the sort of dynamics at play. A little bit of history, I think, would be useful. And then someone who's entrepreneurial, like could plan some events for us, could come up with new ideas, could pitch new guests or writers, maybe has a vision for a new newsletter platform. 
that we could incorporate or add to what we do. So if you have an idea of someone who could be great for that role, reach out to us. We are super open and interested in people pitching their own ideas or trying to learn more about what our vision is. We're always open for a conversation. And I mentioned this a little bit. We definitely plan on continuing the podcast. We definitely plan on continuing the Liftoff newsletter. You know, I mentioned our podcast numbers. Our newsletter numbers are way bigger than our podcast numbers, which is interesting. And I guess makes sense. Newsletters, I think they go directly to your inbox. We don't, we've thought about doing an email specific to the podcast, but for the sake of keeping people's inboxes spared, we just include the podcast in the newsletter. We're going to keep doing both of those things. And then I think we want to expand and we're not 100% sure what that looks like yet. We think there's definitely potential for some additional newsletters that are more focused on specific segments of Oregon politics. I won't go into details about what we're imagining there yet because we're still trying to shape it a little bit. But we also think that there's an appetite in this post-COVID world or at least post-shutdown world for some in-person gatherings and events, probably small more intimate gatherings, but, you know, panels or speakers or even social events. One unique thing about our audience that I really appreciate, if you go look at the downloads, for example, on the candidates that we interviewed, we've got a really solid mix of Democratic and Republican and independent, conservative-leaning, liberal-leaning listeners. I think our audience is more or less a good sample of Oregon. And so bringing people together Not necessarily, again, the people who are listening have their, I think you all have your own ideas and opinions. We get critical feedback sometimes because of guests or topics, et cetera, which I think is totally fair. But I think creating spaces for those different opinions to be in the same room together is really valuable. That's part of the value, I think, of the podcast is there's not a lot of places where most of the times where these folks are being interviewed, they're being interviewed by someone who is supposed to be neutral or someone who's supposed to be more objective. And obviously, you all know my politics as a Democrat, you know, Reagan's politics as a Republican, you know, Alex's politics as MAGA or whatever. I'm just kidding, Alex, as a Republican. And we're bringing on guests who are sometimes more aligned with me, sometimes more aligned with Alex or Reagan, sometimes themselves objective. And we try to have a good faith, fair and interesting conversation. Alex has used the term smart softball when he's described the sort of vibe of the podcast. And I think It is useful for people who are interested in this sort of conversation to be together. So we haven't figured out how to do that yet. If you're interested in that, again, reach out. If you've got ideas for us, reach out. We do have some resources that we could put to this, but we haven't quite figured it out yet. So look for that in the next year, the next 100 episodes. And then finally, please keep offering feedback, critical and supportive and otherwise. I refuse to read the comments as someone who has read too many negative ones in various different places. I don't read the comments, but I do read my emails. And I find in general, emails, particularly emails signed by real people, are not super negative. And if they are, they're at least genuine feelings rather than just mean. (laughs) So reach out. If you've got feedback, we get pitched on guests quite a bit. We try to say yes whenever we can. Obviously, we can't say yes to every pitched guest. but If you've got an idea of someone who'd be good or if you're interested in coming on and kind of want to see if that might be a good match for us, please reach out. We welcome and we actually feel humbled a little bit when people reach out and ask to come on the pod. So thank you for doing that and thanks for being engaged. And then in conclusion, I'll just reiterate what I said at the beginning, which is thanks for making this possible. Thanks for listening. If you're able to share some of your favorite episodes with your colleagues or if uh, you you want to forward the newsletter when it comes out to 
your friends, folks who you think might be interested, that would be really useful for us and helps us grow and helps us do hopefully new and interesting things uh, in service of our audience. Um, so thank you again for supporting us. Happy 100 episodes. Thanks for making it possible. And uh, we will see you back here next week with another episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.